In this bulletin, the opposition leader criticize, criticizes sports teams for supporting the voice. World leaders arrive in Japan for the G7 summit. And in AFL, North Melbourne's president voices her support for Alastair Clarkson following his departure from the club. Opposition leader Peter Dutton has criticised sports teams and organisations for supporting the Voice to Parliament referendum. The AFL, NRL and Rugby Australia have all publicly thrown their support behind the Indigenous Advisory Body along with multiple individual sports teams. But Mr Dutton says people don't need the CEO of a sporting organisation to make up their mind about how to vote in the upcoming referendum. I actually... uh think we've got to have an honest conversation here. I, I think it's counterproductive for the sporting codes to be out there advocating a position because most of their fans are really scratching their head as to why the elites within the sport, particularly the elites involved in the administration of the game, are taking a position in relation to the voice when uh, those who are watching a footy match are happy to hear the arguments for and against and have the detail and understand what it is that they're being asked to vote for. Leaders from the United States, Germany, France, Italy, the United Kingdom and Canada are arriving in Japan for the G7 summit. Although not part of the G7, Prime Minister Antonio Albanese is also attending as an outreach partner to the summit. Mr Albanese will meet with leaders from the US, Japan and India on the sidelines of the Quad gathering scheduled for next week in Sydney, after the quad gathering scheduled for next week in Sydney was cancelled. Deputy Prime Minister Richard Miles told Nine the Prime Minister did not take the cancellation personally. It's unfortunate, but it happens, and it's nothing more than that. Uh, and uh, the Prime Minister will be able to catch up with President Biden, as of course he's done on numerous occasions, and will be able to meet him in Japan, and I'm, I know he's looking forward to that. There was speculation Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky might also travel to Japan for the summit, but the Japanese government says Mr. Zelensky will attend through a video link. Unscrupulous boarding house operators have been accused of human trafficking of national disability insurance scheme participants. NDIS Minister Bill Shorten has released a report revealing some accommodation providers in Victoria are exploiting participants in their homes by shutting them off from contact with other carers. Mr Shorten says a whole new ruthless business model has emerged with boarding homes setting themselves up as NDIS service providers. Then what they do is they get a, a participant who has a package, it could be on average between $103,000 and $196,000 a year, in some cases possibly more. What they do is they bribe these people to cut off all ties with anyone else in the community. They then put them in unsafe conditions, poor food, poor privacy, poor safety, poor care, and then they systematically loot these people's accounts. Mr Shorten says he's determined to run unethical operators out of the system. An Australian doctor who ran a medical clinic in West Africa and held captive by a terrorist group for more than seven years has been released. 
88-year-old Kenneth Elliott from Perth is safe and well and has been reunited with his wife Jocelyn and their children. Dr. Elliott's family has expressed relief and thanked all those who have been involved over time to secure his release. Foreign Affairs Minister Penny Wong says the Australian government has been working for years to secure the release. Well, obviously, we have been engaging for many years, but particularly recently uh, with other governments uh, to secure his release. Uh, I'm afraid I'm not in a position, uh, given uh, the circumstances, to comment in detail, but I can say uh, that a lot of work has been put in by Australian officials, and the important thing is that Dr Elliot is finally home with his family. The United States and Papua New Guinea are set to sign security pacts on defence, cooperation and maritime surveillance. The signing is a, is a significant step in establishing U.S. influence in the Pacific and follows China signing a security pact with the Solomon Islands last year. United States President Joe Biden is sending his Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, to Papua New Guinea to meet the island, the island's nation the island nation's leaders and other Pacific nation leaders. It comes after the president was forced to cancel his historic trip to Papua New Guinea to deal with a domestic crisis over debt ceiling negotiations. Secretary Blinken will meet Papua New Guinea's Prime Minister James Marape and sign the security pacts. The United Nations Security Council has convened for an open briefing requested, requested by Russia to discuss the issue of Western weapons supplies to Ukraine. Russian officials say as Ukraine receives sophisticated weapon systems from its Western allies, the Kremlin has started losing warplanes in areas previously deemed as safe. Representative of Russia to the United Nations, Vasily Nebenzia, has criticized the West. Western countries stubbornly insist that they are not parties to the conflict but are only helping Ukraine protect itself. However, the reality is exactly the opposite. The West is waging a proxy war with Russia and Ukraine. Since the last meeting of the Council in February, their flow has not only not decreased but is also increasing. It's obvious that they are not interested in any peaceful settlement of the conflict. Ghanaian officials say the $3 billion IMF bailout approved for the West African nation will help re- reset the economy and ease the hardship on its citizens. The West African Regional Economic Hub has been reeling from an economic crisis as a result of soaring inflation, a weakened currency and rising public debt. The bailout will be given over three years and will help the economic toll on Ghanaians who have protested the spiraling increase in prices of goods. Ghanaian Finance Minister Kenny Oforiata says the bailout has been long awaited. Uh, Ghana's IMF board approval is far from a magic solution wand. Uh, what it is, however, is a crucial first step on the necessary journey of strong reforms, inclusive growth, and relentless pursuit of a growth agenda geared towards restoring our economy to a place of strength, prosperity, and resilience.
Thousands of people have marched in Argentina demanding more government handouts, salaries, jobs and an end to the government's economic adjustment measures. For the first time, local community groups sympathetic to the government joined with leftist groups to protest in Buenos Aires. The majority of the demonstrators belong to organizations which receive monthly government handouts of about $160, but protesters note it's not even half the minimum salary. Protester Ricardo Acuña says the government has failed the public. Salaries and social plans are less and less efficient. Jobs are scarce and soup kitchens are filled with the additional problems that they can't attend to everyone because there is a lack of food due to the government's failure. Inflation has been a problem across the world, but Argentina is second in a World Bank ranking of countries with the highest food inflation. And back home and in sport, North Melbourne President Sonia Hood says the club would have appointed Alastair Clarkson as coach even if they knew about the racism allegations at Hawthorne. But Hood has criticised the previous Hawks hierarchy for not giving her a courtesy phone call about the allegations before an ABC report made them public in September. Clarkson, who denies any wrongdoing, has now stepped away from the job indefinitely as he continues to deal with the fallout from the ongoing saga. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 30 degrees, Perth, sunny 26, Adelaide, showers 17, Melbourne, light showers 15, Hobart, possible early shower 12, Albury, Wodonga, sunny 13, Canberra, similar conditions 14, Wollongong, sunny 19, Sydney, much the same 19, Newcastle, mostly sunny 20, Brisbane, mostly sunny 22, Townsville, sunny 26, Cairns, sunny 28, Alice Springs, mostly cloudy 14, Darwin, sunny 31, and the Torres Strait Islands, a sunny day ahead and a top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.